and we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. Welcome to Gay USA. I'm Andy Hum. I'm Ann Northrup, back from a week off. Do I remember how to do this show? Welcome back. <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle. I don't know. It, it feels a little strange. Uh, maybe it's because we're in the new studio and it still feels a little new. With but as always, thank you to Marin Johns, who you guys were great together Thanks. in the studio, uh, sitting side by side. It was a revelation. Being able to sit side by side makes a lot of difference. I know you've encouraged us out there to get back <laughs> in the studio and here we are. Uh, all and, for you. And here's all the news. Well, Trump is uh, the presumptive Republican nominee now as DeSantis drops out and slinks back to Florida. I think Nikki Haley is still waiting for Trump to drop dead. So that's <laughs> why she's still in the race. Anything could happen. Uh, meanwhile, a singleton senator who wants to be the GOP vice presidential nominee proposed to his girlfriend. And debases himself. Uh, and it to, just to Trump. Ugh. Uh, South Carolina passes anti-trans legislation, but was soundly rebuked by the father of a trans child. We'll bring you that video. Very exciting. Very moving. Uh, Moms for Liberty, I assume by now you know who they are, uh, was greeted by a huge LGBT protest when they came to New York to hold a town hall. Uh, and Mr. Moms for Liberty, Christian Ziegler in Florida, was not charged with sexual assault, but with video voyeurism. And an out lesbian, a veteran politician, has declared for governor of California. The election isn't for two years, but they're starting early there. Uh, a whole bunch of LGBTQ groups are calling on the United Nations to investigate Texas for violating LGBTQ rights. You can only imagine Governor Abbott's reaction to having the U.N. try to stick its nose into his business. Uh, the horror of Uganda's kill the gays law is coming to light, especially its impact on HIV prevention and care. A gay champion pole vaulter in Canada has died at the age of 29. And, of course, the Oscar nominations were announced this week, and we have the LGBTQ details and angles and some history that was made. So, uh, good news and bad news from New Hampshire. Uh, you know, uh, the good news is that only half of uh, uh, New Hampshire voters in the Republican primary believe uh, D Biden was duly elected, which means that half uh, think he was. Well, I do like the fact that MSNBC keeps pointing out that Trump, who likes to think of himself as an incumbent, can barely get more than 50 percent of the vote in Iowa or New Hampshire. Right. And, and we're hoping that's a good sign for the future, that those people who didn't vote for him in Iowa and New Hampshire won't vote for him in the general either. And many of them say they will vote, uh, not vote for him in the general election if he's the but candidate. But some say they will. Of course, of course. And, uh, and uh, many of those who say they won't vote for him actually say they will vote for Biden. Now, look, I know the polls are close and it's, it's discouraging. Hell, I mean, there's a New York poll that has, you know, Trump within nine points mm -hmm. in, in New York. 
I think we are moving in the right direction. The populace is slowly coming to its senses, slowly feeling more confident in their economic situation and, you know, ready to face reality that they're going to have to vote for Biden uh, to keep the monster out of the White House. Uh, And speaking of monsters, uh, Ron DeSantis, who uh, um, condemned those who kissed Trump's ring, dropped out and kissed Trump's (laughs) Uh, it's nice to see such a miserable bully go down, one down, two, uh, one to go. But he built his campaign on racist and anti-LGBT laws for Florida and severely restricting abortion. And it didn't work. He thought he could, because he has such a, a legislature of yes people in Florida. Installed and, by him. Yes. And he can do anything he wants. Uh, He made the mistake of thinking that would translate nationally and that he could run to the right of Trump and uh, sweep the field. And he found out that because he is an awkward human being who doesn't like people and can't be personable, uh, that they just rejected him and said, go away. Uh, And I was going to mention it later when we talk about book banning, but even the legislature now is rebelling against some of the book banning. They think it's a losing issue. So they they've come up with a new proposal. Well, if you want to if you want to object to a book, you get five tries, but then you're charged one hundred dollars filing fee for each book that you want to challenge. Well, this is because there are only 11 people in the country who are challenging uh, tens of thousands of books. And all they do is submit a list of every book in the library and they're automatically taken off the shelves and put on hold. And this this only applies to people who are like don't have a kid in the school. Yes, you can. (laughs) And these people don't have a kid in the school, uh, but they're the ones doing the objecting. But that's a sign. I mean, it passed 17 to one in committee. Yeah. This bill in this Republican, uh, heavily Republican legislature. But meanwhile, uh, DeSantis has also issued uh, an order uh, that no state and federal funds can be used for diversity, equity and inclusion education in the schools uh, at public colleges. Uh, uh, and that's, you know, he's still trying to run roughshod over. It was a massive story in The Times about how uh, Claremont Colleges, had, I mean, came up with all these, uh, you know, ideas for going after diversity, equity and inclusion all across the country. And they do this for, not be, you know, the, certainly they're racist and everything, but, but it's political. It, it, they think it's a winning political issue. And so far, they have been right, but uh, the tide may be turning. And I, I love having lived long enough to see these issues uh, peak and then disappear. And this one, I think, is is going to go away very fast. All right. Well, uh, but I S- hope. Senator Tim Scott is on the scene. He got down on bended knee uh, to Donald Trump and then knelt down to ask his beloved uh, to be uh, his wife. She is Mindy Nose, and he kept her hidden until late in the campaign. There's the proposal. At Kiowa. Yeah. Now, uh, Mindy, uh, who's 47, was accused of helping her tech entrepreneur ex-husband, Peter Nose, of creating a scam shell company to hide assets and avoid liability for a $1.2 million deal gone wrong, according to court documents. 
The lawsuit about it was settled in 2018, and she walked away from the divorce with $2.2 million. Um, but he did, obviously didn't Google this woman before he went out with her. Went out with her? Who thinks he actually went out with her? Uh, Tim Scott, unmarried, unattached all his life, uh, no rumors of him dating any woman, lots of rumors of him being gay, with no proof, uh, but that was the assumption. And then he shows up, the second picture we had there was at, of him at a Republican debate, suddenly bringing this woman on stage and telling the press that she was his fiancée, and then staging this proposal for cameras. Well, for cameras, you know, this was, <laughs> it was not an accident that I think we Trump said him going got, down on but, his but, knee. But, but, well, but apparently... The, they won't get married until next year, so he still has an out. Uh, very much so. Uh, but he, 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 of course, completely humiliated himself with Trump uh, on election night in, in New Hampshire. Uh, but he, prior to that, he said, we need a president who sees Americans as one American family. Well, that doesn't sound like Trump to me. He told Trump he loved him in public. <laughs> he did. I wonder how uh, his fiance felt about that. Well, uh, <laughs> Trump said he wouldn't have DeSantis as his running mate, but hasn't ruled out Scott, who became a senator, of course, when Nikki Haley appointed him. Well, Trump claims he's picked his running mate, but is keeping us all in suspense. Uh, you know, it's all mind games with Trump. And he could... I, I think we can pretty much tune out the rest of the campaign. I mean, do we have to watch every week of when there's a primary if he's going to win them all? I don't think we're going to see much coverage, but... His speeches after he wins primaries are so insane, and he's so angry. He was so angry at uh, uh, Nikki Haley, and he's just saying disgusting things about her and but everybody that's else. that's because he thinks she's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> if only, right, if look. only Nancy Pelosi would run against him in the Republican primaries. Oh, wow, we're wonderful. But, <laughs> but uh, for all these reasons... Uh, think about going to Washington on Saturday for the Stop the Coup 2025 launch. This is the group uh, which we've been somewhat uh, associated with, um, which is trying to, you know, raise the alarm about if these guys get in, uh, the Heritage Foundation and other groups have a whole battle plan all written out of how they're going to dismantle the democracy. Not a secret. You can read their battle plan, and you can read it so, on the StopTheCoup2025.org website. So, in fact, you can read a shortened an analytical version that's much more readable that we have written after okay. reading the Heritage Foundation plan. All right. So uh, it's 1 o'clock on Saturday at 214 Massachusetts Avenue in D.C. That's the Heritage Foundation uh, there, you know, it's just going to be from one to three. It's 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 just an announcement. Buses from New York filling up fast. So if you want to go on the free bus from New York, uh, go to StopTheCoup2025.org and sign up for the bus. All right. So uh, one I, day trip. I apologize, trip. but we neglected to fully report on how the U.S. Supreme Court sidestepped the fight about transgender access to restrooms in schools. They declined to hear the appeal of an Indiana school district's defense of a policy barring trans students from using restrooms aligned with their gender identities. Uh, the Seventh Circuit ruled um, that 
the trans seventh grade student challenging the policy was protected under Title IX that bans sex discrimination in schools. Lower courts have been divided about the issue. The 11th Circuit upheld Florida's ban on trans students using restrooms aligned with gender identity. So, Well, the interesting thing in this case is there was no st- there is no state law in Indiana uh, mandating bio sex for choosing a bathroom. The school just peremptorily decided that, that they were going to bar trans students from going to the bathroom that corresponds with their lived gender identity. And uh, and the court, the lower court said, nonsense, you can't make up a law like that. That's discrimination. And uh, the Supreme Court said the, the lower court was right and we're not going to step into this. And that's pretty shocking when... We assume this court is six well, to three against us. Well, last year, the Supreme Court refused to let West Virginia enforce a state law banning trans girl athletes from girls sports. Yes. And they wouldn't review the Gavin Grimm case either right. and, and allowed him uh, access to. But the proper brace bathroom. yourselves. They, they heard uh, arguments over um, a challenge to the, the Chevron decision, which says that Government agencies are allowed to do things and, and you know, uh, and without, you know, explicit uh, permission from Congress. Congress authorized the agency, the agency. And, and if this thing goes down, that means the Supreme Court gets to decide every every single little thing they do or they don't want uh, for the you know, because Congress is non-functional. Well, I think it's a two edged sword, though, because we want. Uh, those agencies to have the independent power when we hold the White House. When we don't, we'd like to be able to review some of their decisions. Well, they're also going to hear the Idaho case about whether emergency care includes abortion. And that's a nerve-wracking case because it could also affect whether, um, you know, it includes gender-affirming care. Well, I'm excited about the news from Ohio. We've been reporting on how now four trans candidates for local offices in Ohio were kicked off their ballots because they had not declared their former names, their dead names on the ballot when the law requires that if you've changed your name within the last five years, you have to put that no matter who you are or why you've changed your name. Unless it's because you got married. Yes, uh, so they got kicked off the ballots and, uh, some of them went to court. Some of them appealed to the board of elections. Three of them have now been reinstated on the ballot, uh, by the local board of elections. Uh, the governor had spoken out against them being kicked off the ballot. Republican governor, Mike DeWine. One is still suing, but I think this is fantastic. So the, why didn't they decide about the other one getting on? Uh, she's still suing. Oh, okay. So that's still in the court, uh, and they're looking for a decision there. But it's uh, it's terrific that they're they're being allowed back on. And a heartwarming story from Derby, Kansas, or Darby, Kansas. Uh, a wedding venue uh, has welcomed a lesbian couple after they were turned away from the barn at Grace Hill in Newton. Uh, Heritage Meadow Estate, which is the good, the good guys, was moved by their plight and offered their venue for free. Uh, the owner, Joy Amor Bishop, there's a name, uh, said, when something doesn't work out, you are either being protected or promised, pr- promoted to something better. 
Yeah, and the we showed you the outside of the the new venue, uh, which the couple is thrilled with. But if you go online and look at the inside pictures, they're really stunning, uh, including a lovely fireplace in the uh, oh the reception okay. area. Uh, and back to Ohio, a uh, bad piece of news this week. The legislature we told you before that the. The legislature passed a bad law forbidding uh, care for trans youth, medical care, and uh, barring them from sports. Uh, The governor vetoed it. Great. But then he issued an executive order that was pretty close to uh, as bad as the law. Then the House overrode his veto to reinstate the original law. And now, this week, the Senate has overridden his veto also. So the bad law barring trans youth medical care and barring trans youth from from school sports goes into effect. And in South Carolina, the state house moved to ban gender affirming care for minors and people under 26 can't use Medicaid to cover the costs of such care. And school employees can't withhold knowledge of a student's uh, trans ID from their legal guardians. So. Uh, we have video that we're going to show you of of the of a father of a trans child testifying against this Eric Childs. My name is Eric Childs. I'm a resident of South Carolina, an Operation Iraqi Freedom combat veteran, student, taxpayer, proud father of four amazing children, and a lucky husband to an outstanding mental health professional. I'm opposed to Bill 4624. I want each of you that are in favor of this bill today to examine your credentials and your education and ask yourself, you treat these kind of patients of any kind? If the answer is no, that should be your response to this bill today. Point blank. I find this bill to be an egregious overreach by our government, endeavoring to control our state citizens and oppress yet another marginalized community. The American dream is for all people, not just those that attend church with or are closely related to our state's legislators. The promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is for everyone, no matter whether you agree with how they choose to live, how folks enjoy their liberty, or pursue their happiness. As long as they aren't infringing upon the rights of others, the way that you are intending to do today. I joined the military in my youth to defend this country. I was deployed to fight religious extremism and help set up democracy in another country halfway across the globe only to come home and now have to defend against a different faction of religious extremists in my own backyard. I swore an oath to fight enemies both foreign and domestic. My oath never expires. As long as you attempt to legislate and oppress the people of this state, I'll be here to fight you for their freedoms. Big government is not something that any of us want or need. The purpose of the government is to serve the people. I'm just one of many veterans that fought for the freedoms of the people that you intend to control with this atrocious piece of legislation. I recently visited our nation's capital and had the opportunity to see Arlington National Cemetery. I can attest to the fact that it is truly striking at the number of headstones that stretch across the landscape there. As a combat veteran and a very proud father of a trans child, I ask that you respect the sacrifices that were made in the name of freedom for this country and vote no for Bill H four six two four. That is what it means to be an American. I want him to run for president. Absolutely. Wow. You know, the South Carolina law would discipline doctors who provide prohibited care, but unlike Florida, it doesn't subject them to criminal penalties. 
Uh, all right. I want to run down a few other uh, state things. In Texas, the court of this is good news. The Court of Appeals in Texas upheld the injunction against the law that requires booksellers to vet all their books yep. for sexual content. The court said, that's ridiculous. Uh, you don't want a book with that content? Figure it out yourself. Booksellers are not going to have to vet all their books. Right. It's an enormous burden on them to have to do that. Yes. Uh, in Wisconsin, uh, the Assembly, the very right-wing uh, legislature there, the Assembly is proposing bills that would force outing LGBTQ students to their parents, uh, restrict lessons on race and gender as controversial, and uh, ease gun sales. They've passed all those in the Assembly. Now they go to the uh, Senate. And Evers, uh, Governor Evers has promised to veto them. But then again, you have uh, this overwhelming legislature that could override the vetoes. In Arkansas, library wars again. Jonesboro Public Library stood by its decision to do an annual pride display. So in November 2022, right wingers put forth a ballot initiative to cut their budget in half. And it passed by just 48 votes. So the library had a layoff. Uh, 13 employees uh, in eight branches in the county and reduce hours. But the direct, the new director, because the other one resigned in despair, uh, says that private donations have increased to restore some of the cuts. And they're going to try to put it on the ballot next year and get it back. Well, that would be nice. I remember the library in Minnesota where they went back and forth on funding. But they've they lost two point one billion. That's a lot to raise from people. In Missouri, in uh, St. Louis, they are still arguing over this business of the cops running into the gay bar, the front of the gay bar. The cops are still stonewalling, refusing to uh, release any, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) body cam footage and continuing to lie about what they did. And there's one cop in particular who seems to be a really vicious actor who uh, <laughs> is okay. getting in trouble. But um, uh, speaking of, <laughs> uh, in Virginia, there is a new piece of video that shows uh, the bad cop jumping to cuff the uh, the co-owner of the bar in 20 seconds after getting out of his car. Wow. But it's become a big local issue, and they're going to keep fighting that. In Sacramento, the Parkside Community Church uh, had their pride banner vandalized, and they got it on surveillance, and they heard in the background the perpetrator being called Zach. So rather than alerting the police, saying, that's not what we're about, they erected a big banner of the Progress LGBTQ pride flag in the shape of a heart with the message, hey, Zach. So, do you want to talk about it with a QR code linking to an open letter to the kid? Nice. Also in California, the attorney general sent a letter to every school district telling them not to ban books and saying students need to see themselves and uh, all students of all kinds. And also telling the schools not to out trans students to their parents. Well, one of the nominees for best uh, documentary is the ABC's of Banning Books by yeah. Sheila Evans. Yeah. Uh, and others. <laughs> yes. My yes. best friend. Yes, yes. I know. <laughs> In West Virginia, there's a bill uh, that would label trans people as obscene. 
banning trans exposure to minors in public places. I mean, this almost means you can't function in society if you're trans. They want to erase them. I they know. They want to erase <laughs> all of us. Uh, by the way, anti-LGBTQ legislation, I didn't realize this until I read it, this year is set to outpace 2023. I mean, I mean there were so many bills last year. Uh, it was a terrible year. And yeah, still- but most of them haven't passed. Uh, in New Jersey, the governor, uh, whose wife is running for the Senate, <laughs> Murphy, Murphy, uh, the governor has signed a bill mandating insurance com- uh, coverage for anyone needing reproductive assistance, uh, including same-sex couples uh, who have been rejected by insurance companies for uh, reproductive okay. assistance. Can, can we go? Can we go to New York? Sure. Yeah, there are about 100 LGBTQ activists who braved the bitter cold to protest the Moms for Liberty confab in Manhattan. They chanted, no hate, no, got the, yeah, there they are, our buddies. Uh, I see Jackie Rudin there. Uh, no hate, no fear. Trans kids are welcome here. Activists were joined by elected officials, uh, in, including, well, first of all, I want to mention that uh, uh, somebody who was at the conference, George Santos, you got that picture? Yeah, he was at the Moms for Liberty conference. Shameless. But then we also had elected officials speaking. Uh, that's our state senator uh, there, uh, Brad Hoyleman Siegel, uh, uh, um, uh, Liz Kruger. Liz Kruger, and the Manhattan Borough President, Mark Levine. So they were all out there in the cold. Uh, you know, saying, you know, this is this doesn't belong. In a, they're objecting to demonizing trans kids. By the way, the Czech government, which owns the Bohemian Benevolent Literary, Literary Association, uh, objected to the group once it was brought to their attention. Uh, but the moms had a contract. The moms also had a contract out, of course, on every LGBTQ student and teacher in the country. And uh, trans activists have contacted the hall to ask that they be allowed to hold an event there yeah. in opposition. Oh. No answer yet from oh. uh, the Bohemian okay. Hall. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, and in back to Florida, which we will go back and forth to a lot. Uh, speaking of Moms for Liberty, he, uh, Christian Ziegler, husband of one of the Moms for Liberty co-founders, Bridget, Bridget Christian and Bridget. Uh, Christian has been told he will not be accused of rape. He will not be prosecuted for that by the other woman with whom Christian and Bridget had the three-way. And then uh, Bridget didn't show up for the next scheduled one. And so Christian had sex with the woman. And she said it was rape. And he said it wasn't. But he videoed the whole thing. and uh, That's made- a crime. <laughs> may be prosecuted for video voyeurism. Well, he did it without consent. Well, she was there, and I bet that there may be uh, those in the court who say, well, then she should have ripped it out of his hand or Well, something. they still got rid of him as the chair of the GOP in the state. Excellent, excellent okay, But news. not Bridget from her positions in Sarasota. Not yet. All right, uh, Tony Atkins, the 61 years old, the out lesbian president pro tem of the California State Senate, has declared for governor of California this week. If elected, she'd be the first woman and the first out uh, governor, uh, out governor. Um, The election is in 2026. It's a crowded field. It is a crowded field. It's going to get more crowded. Gavin uh, Gavin Newsom is term limited. So uh, it will be an open seat that people are trying to get. And uh, it's... uh, 
wouldn't be they the first. They're starting now because they have to raise a ton yes. of money. We have, of course, have had a number of uh, lesbian and bisexual go- uh, women governors uh, around the country. Absolutely, including Maura Healy now in Massachusetts, where they the Senate has repealed the sodomy law that they've had on Finally? the Finally? Yes. Hey, you know, there are a lot of states that still have them on the books, and we're scared that if Trump gets elected, the uh, uh, or the Supreme Court may kill its Lawrence v. Texas uh, decision. As that Clarence reinst- Thomas has said he wants to do. Exactly, and reinstate sodomy laws, so we're on a crusade to get states to repeal their sodomy laws. So the Senate in Massachusetts has done so, and their walking while trans law which prosecutes uh, trans people who are walking down the street on the uh, assumption uh, that they are prostitutes. We have that. We have been in New York for many years. Yeah, uh, we only recently repealed it. Yes. Uh, So now the House in the in Massachusetts has to work on those, too. But uh, led by Governor Maura Healey. Out lesbian, we're confident that that right. will happen. We have a merger to tell you about for trans rights. The National Center for Transgender Equality is combining with the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund, TILDEF, uh, to form a new organization, Advocates for Trans Equality. We've got a picture there. That's Andy Mara there on the left of TILDEF and Rodrigo uh, Hang. Lettinen, yep, son of the former Miami Congresswoman, Correct. Right, Republican, Correct. Uh, of NCTE. Both groups have, were founded in 2003. Uh, one works in D.C., the other in New York, and they're going to combine advocacy and legal legal stuff. Um, the workers you, uh, in both groups unionized in 2021, so no one's going to lose their jobs. <laughs> uh in um, just uh, well, in Phoenix, we next. saw the first yeah. victim of anti-trans violence in 2024. Kitty Monroe, 43, attacked at 2 a.m. on New Year's Day by a man and a woman in the parking lot of a liquor store. Police are treating it as a hit and run. A witness saw the couple chasing Kitty uh, with the man hitting her with the back of a gun before uh, someone ran her over with his truck. Uh, another no, he ran over. Ran her over with his truck, it's and then another driver then accidentally hit Kitty. Uh, Kitty uh, often faced violence. A daughter of a, of Mexican immigrants, oldest of seven children, spent many years living on the streets, and what a sad end. Yes, what do we have? Forty-four identified trans murders last year, and of course we know that's only the tip of the iceberg, as we say here. And this is the first in 2024. Uh, Now, turning from that, uh, but also in the trans world, uh, to the world of sports, where Haley Davidson, a trans woman, uh, has been a professional golfer for a while. And there she is in the middle of this uh, threesome. She won a very minor league tournament. uh, On the next tour. Yeah, which barely exists. And, (laughs) well... You have to win several times on that tour, but it has to have a field of like 100 people, and there were 24 in this field, so she's not advancing yet. But uh, right right wing heads are exploding anyway. Of course, but she had, uh, she transitioned, uh, she started taking hormones, what, like 10 years ago, and 
had surgery five years ago, all of which are required for in the professional golf league. She meets all the requirements. She does, but they're having a task force investigate to make sure everything's on the up and up. Wait a minute, you're, you're burying the headline. Yeah. She was defended by Caitlyn Jenner. Who has attacked uh, trans people in sports. But he, she says it's based on the sport. <laughs> and she's, and a, she's a golfer. golfer. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's not a joke. Uh, uh, Haley gets five to ten death threats a day. Yeah. Um, now she's a, she's you know um, going along with the LPGA and the USGA guidelines. She yep. played college golf on the on the men's team, um, but uh, you know she, she's not a big winner. She's no. won a couple of times, but she has lost more. Sure. As is true of most trans athletes. As uh, a, a caddy, I used to know used to say. It's only a game, Mr. Hum. It's only a game. <laughs> Did you need to be reminded of that repeatedly? <laughs> no. I say that to people on the golf course when they're getting a little overheated. <laughs> All right. In, uh, in Minnesota, yes. at Worthington High School, a majority uh, Latin school, two-thirds there, the all-white board voted to remove LGBTQ and Puerto Rican flags from a Latino teacher's classroom, prompting Jose Morales Colazzo, there he is, to resign. He is gay and a native of Puerto Rico. He has a doctorate in education and was teaching science, much beloved teacher. He will move to Brockport, New York, to be an assistant professor of science education at SUNY. Uh, more teachers are now set to leave as the school board suppresses diversity efforts. It's, it's an all white board from most, you know, mostly it's a people. It's a 41% Latino town, and the school board is 100% white and has no shame about forbidding uh, these flags. All right, run for school board, folks. That's the next election. It's true, and that's the basic uh, entry, and people should do more of that. All right, in, uh, in Cottage Grove, Oregon, uh, uh, scary story. Trans woman uh, Elizabeth Ballesteros West, 56 years old, says she was frustrated by her inability to get a job, being the uh, object of constant bullying, started writing social media uh, statements about... Uh, threatening co-workers. Threatening Jews, threatening immigrants, threatening black people. Yes. So the authithorities decided this was a little uh, scary and needed some investigating. They well, went to her. especially when she posted, I'll probably go out in a blaze of glory. So they go to her house and they find 12 handguns, Whew. 16 rifles, thousands of rounds of uh, ammunition. She has been indicted for her threats on Facebook. And, well, uh, she describes herself as the Nazi dominatrix from hell. Yeah. So she, yikes. But someone who has been the uh, well, subject but, of a lot uh, of threats herself. Right. I'm not excusing. No, no, of course. Just explaining. And finally, in this section, uh, we mourn the death of uh, Brent Sakima, 75 years old, an extremely prominent New York City art dealer. Murdered in Brazil, evidently, well, they've arrested a guy he knew. Uh, he was spending more and more time in Brazil. He'd gone there with $40,000 in cash 
And the theory is that this guy, who he knew, knew he had cash and uh, stalked him for a while or staked out his house. And, a 30-year-old Cuban named Alejandro Trevez. And ended up uh, stabbing but, him to but death. But he was, you know, the, uh, his gallery in New York uh, uh, represented Sheila Hicks and Carol Walker, among others. Carol Re- Walker, wow. Wow. Reports say he is survived by his husband and 12-year-old son. But there are a few details about his personal life. Um, as head of the Worcester Gardens uh, Gallery in the early 1990s in Chelsea, um, they honored the lives affected by AIDS, homophobia, sexism, racism, and censorship. He was a much beloved figure. Well, I wrote down a few phrases. First of all, he and his husband are, were divorcing, uh, uh, just to be technically correct, but uh, they do have a child. Uh, he was described uh, by someone as uh, who talked about his fearlessness, his kindness, and his sophistication. And uh, someone else who, he, he had a very wide range of artists and art and was interested in all sorts of different manifestations of art. And someone described it as delirious pluralism, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so a great loss uh, and a tragic story and Brent Sakima gone at 75. All right. Now, if we really want a tragic story, we're going to update you on what's going on in Uganda. We've talked about it a lot on the show. The impact of the kill the gays law, especially on HIV prevention and care, where Uganda had excelled. Uh, There was an excellent article in The Times about this, but I picked up on some details that I don't think we've reported. Citizens are required to report knowledge of same-sex activity, and there is no exception for health care workers. It has a devastating impact on HIV care. There's been a lot. Entrapment and blackmail are rampant, sometimes by the police using dating apps. But you don't even have to have proof that someone is actively homosexual. You just say him, her, you know, and you point at somebody and they're going to be arrested. And it's a way to get back at your enemies. LGBTQ people are being subjected to hate and violence. We have a picture there of uh, Nathanian Issa Raguma, 34 years old, he says, and this is a gay guy in Uganda, he says, we are um, um, uh, suffering so much and our life is in danger. He's very brave to give the interview. Yep. The, now, the Constitutional Court is, is set to rule on the new law. I haven't read what their decision is because they struck it down one like it before, but that's not going to quell all this homophobia. And it's spreading. Ghana is on the verge of passing a draconian bill. Uh, Gay sex is already punishable by three years in jail. The new law would make being LGBTQ or an ally uh, punishable by 10 years in prison. Well, let me finish up on on Uganda. The the number of people seeking HIV care has been cut in half. Almost no walk-ins for fear of raids. Dozens of healthcare providers and patients have been arrested. The new law requires researchers to release the names of study participants in these HIV things. Uh, An AIDS educator, a trans man, uh, was arrested for promoting homosexuality by doing a workshop. 13% of Ugandan men who have sex with men are HIV positive. Now many are cut off from care. The director of the uh, sexually transmitted infection clinic was accosted at a restaurant and at his home for serving these people. uh, And the health minister celebrated the passage of the law.
It's a pogrom. Uh, that is absolutely what it is. It is. It is and so spread- frightening. And it is spreading. So frightening. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know they, that's, there's elements of it here, uh, in you know, and it's elements of what they're doing here. Sure. If we, that's why we have to stop them. We have to stop the coup. We do. All right. Um, in in, okay. In uh, <laughs> at the Vatican, the Pope is still defending his edict that uh, uh, priests can issue blessings for people in same-sex relationships not marriages but can't bless the relationship but just here's what here's bless what the people here's what struck me about this where did he make his latest defense on a talk show <laughs> i've already gave an interview <laughs> yes perhaps we should book him here uh he stands by his blessings and says those who disagree are jumping to conclusions, don't understand, and won't discuss their disagreement. He's very angry at them. Well, I'm, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, the, uh, the out Canadian Olympian, Sean Barber, a champion pole vaulter, has died at his home in Texas of what has been described as medical complications. He was 29 years old. He won gold at the 2015 World Championships and at the Pan American Games. He came out publicly in 2017, and he remains the Canadian record holder in that event. Described as a good-hearted person who always put others ahead of himself, he'd evidently been sick for a while, but still no details on uh, what that was all about. But he was a real—he was, as you say, an Olympian. He—he uh, he was a real champion uh, in the pole vaulting. Also in Canada, field. in the small town of Norwich, Ontario, they reversed its decision to ban pride flags on city property uh, back in May. Uh, the ban led uh, the uh, ban led to vandalism against pride flags on private property. So the town is erecting a community flagpole to fly flags for various causes. One town councillor had resigned after the ban was passed. Uh, on, on the new poll, several flags were pre-approved. Pride, Black History Month, and United Nations flags. <laughs> oh, the United Nations is going after, uh, has been asked to go after Texas. Oh, uh, talk about it. Yeah. Uh, various activist groups and people have asked the U.N. Well, you're talking about, you know, major groups, Human Rights Campaign, GLAAD, the ACLU of Texas, Equality Texas, and, yeah. Have asked the United Nations to investigate the state of Texas for human rights abuses against LGBTQ people. Yeah. What would happen if the U.N. decided that Texas was a violator? They're saying to the U.N., we're getting no protection from the federal government. You got to do something. Yep. You're, you're peacekeepers around the world. You evaluate human rights abuses around the world. Well, hey, Texas. In Spain, Mario Alcadi uh, is the first matador to come out as LGBTQ in that country. Seems long overdue. I go my own way, he said. <laughs> I don't care what other people think. He said he is pansexual and strongly identifies with the LGBTQ plus flag. Ole! Uh, he says everyone in the LGBT community. He says everyone in the LGBTQ community is anti bullfighting, <laughs> but uh, he's trying to change that. I don't know. Is he talked to Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> Somehow, I think maybe. And Russia, having marginalized LGBTQ people. Uh, uh, is now moving on to heterosexuals who have uh, 
racy parties. Once the moral crusaders start, they don't stop. You'll be next. Well, you know, we both watched that uh, American Experience episode on PBS this week about... Uh, uh, Nazis in America. Yes, uh, which takes us back not that long ago. No. <laughs> Out on Long Island, where I grew up, uh, there was a Nazi town with streets named after the high command in, in Germany. We're talking 1938, 1939, right. the big rally at Madison Square Garden. The Bund. The Bund, uh, trying to enlist uh, the United States as a fascist country, uh, very serious about it, and, and made a lot of. Uh, Charles headway. Lindbergh ended up oh, being yeah. one of their champions. Yeah. It was uh, scary, uh, very scary. Well, when Trump was first elected in 2016, I started watching a lot of Nazi documentaries sure. to see how they gained power and what they did with it once they got it. And it's uh, illustrative and terrifying. Well, there's just a, I mean, there's just a, a, a great appetite for fascism. Yep. Uh, in health the news, easy way out. In health news, Paxlovid for the treatment of COVID is no longer covered by the federal government. That's terrible. Co-payments can now, unless you're on Medicare and Medicaid, uh, co-payments can now run as high as $140. So in New York, our state Senator Brad Holman Siegel introduced a bill to compel health insurers to cover it. All right. Oscars. Yes. Uh, Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Well, so- the, you know... Two, this, the, the real history is two out actors are nominated for lead roles, I think, for the first for time. For playing out characters. Yes. Uh, you got Coleman Domingo uh, uh, for Rustin. There he is with my picture next to Bayard Rustin, uh, the civil rights leader centered on the March of Washington. Now, the next picture we have is, the, uh, is a not gay uh, actress, Annette Benning who was nominated for Nyad for lead actor, uh, female actor, and as the marathon swimmer Diana Nyad, pictured there, of course, with Jodie Foster, nominated for Best Supporting Actress, playing the out Bonnie Stahl. They're out. And then Lily Gladstone, uh, nominated for Best Actress for Killers of the Flower Moon, already won the Golden Globe. She identifies as queer, non-binary. Yeah, uses, uses she, they pronouns. Yep. Uh, and is, not, as I said, nominated for Best Actress. So that's a good now, lineup. Now, snubbed in the leading leading ones were out uh, Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers, more about which later. Uh, that's kind of a big snub. Um, now, also nominated, uh, Sterling Brown is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for playing a newly out gay man in American fiction. And, and of course, uh, Bradley Cooper nominated for Best Actor for playing the... Gay slash bisexual yes. Leonard Bernstein. Yes, exactly. In Maestro. Yes. But... Best... Billie Eilish had nominated for Best Song with her brother Phineas for uh, What Was I Made For from the Barbie movie and Barbie itself, which I think is a very gay movie. Right. And, the best, and best. among the Best Animated Feature nominations, uh, Nimona is an LGBTQ inclusive story about identity and found family. And as you mentioned before, the ABCs of book banning was nominated for Best Documentary Short, which is all about the banning of LGBTQ books and has three directors, one of whom is Sheila Nevins, former head of documentaries at HBO. We laugh because we had an encounter last year. Uh, Elliot Page uh, produced a short that was on the short list for nominations but did not make it, called The Avocado Pit. That is a trans story. 
uh, and not particularly LGBTQ, but I was a little uh, heartbroken that Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, uh, didn't get any nominations. It's a wonderful movie. Absolutely. That yeah. is uh, Judy Bloom yeah. book. I can't remember whether I saw it on HBO or Showtime. Not sure, but I did see it on TV. It, it is on TV, so therefore it must be available on demand uh, on TV. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Highly, highly recommended. A coming-of-age story. Yeah. So the Oscars air on ABC on March 10th, Sunday night. Uh, I don't know. Do we care about the Oscars? No, not not as much anything? as we used to. We used yeah. to have a big party every year. Now we don't. Yeah, but you got sick of throwing that party. I did. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm it's okay. getting on in years. All right. I don't Tell think me about Sappho Rama. Well, Film Forum is a much beloved uh, movie theater here in New York that shows a lot of old movies uh, and has various little film festivals. So they have uh, for two weeks in February, February 2nd through 13th, they are having Sappho Rama where they're showing a lot of lesbian-themed movies, including The True Adventures of Two Girls in Love. I've just butchered that title. Maria Magenti's old movie, which oh, was yeah. completely charming. Uh, but old movies, newer movies, uh, a whole range. Are they showing Daughters of Lesbos? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't memorize the lineup. But uh, I was delighted to see they're doing this uh, film forum go on their website and look up the schedule now, and you'll find lots of great things to go see i actually went to the movies to see what all the fuss was about uh out director andrew hayes all of us strangers starring uh we got a picture of them there out andrew scott and paul mescal as a couple dating uh with now the next picture is scott Scott character with Jamie Bell and Claire Foy, and it's not giving too much away to say he's writing he he he's writing a screenplay uh, uh, about his youth. So he goes to his old house in London where he grew up, where his parents lived and died when he was twelve, and that's the setup for the movie. And they're there. You lost me already. No, he goes to his old house. <laughs> you don't have to re-explain it. He goes, uh, I just don't care. That's the setup. <laughs> Now, it's very mysterious, and yeah. I don't want to give away too much. I, I recommend experiencing it for yourself. What I can say is that I have friends who bawled through the whole thing. They just cried. I found it trem- tremendously evocative and thoughtful. It, it merely made me reflect on family relationships and friendship re- and lover relationships and all that kind of stuff. Terrific performances. So I, I recommend it. I'm not sure I recommend The Traitors, which someone has sucked me into watching on Peacock, the Alan Cummings uh, uh, competition show. Uh, Yeah, don't bother. Okay. Sorry, Alan. (laughs) Sorry I got sucked into it. But I am a little sorry uh, to read that, and just like that, the Sex and the City follow-up series is ditching Sarah Ramirez, who played Che, uh, there as Cynthia Nixon's uh, sometime lover uh, she sort of run out they broke up and so she sort of run out of storyline so we will not see che on season three of and just like that reports say the creators decided ramirez's character was a waste of time and uh annoying to fans uh, <laughs> now i kind of soured on the series before shake even came on the scene the whole thing is annoying that doesn't exactly. mean you don't watch it others are saying uh <laughs> Come on. Others are saying that she was let go for supporting a ceasefire in Gaza. 
But so does Cynthia Nixon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, they just weren't creative the, enough to think of something to do the, with the glad nomination. Glad award nominations are out covering all media, TV, movies, journalism, theater, blogs, and more. We will link to them in our email, or you can go to glad.org. Uh, so the, the, it's a list that you might want to peruse if you're looking for LGBTQ content. Now, we have an unofficial uh, crusade here or theme of trying to uh, document LGBTQ people on game shows. <coughs> Excuse me. And our friend Shep is keeping us honest on this by making us talk about another one. And that is Shark Tank. <coughs> Not exactly a game show, but sort of game show adjacent. And a, lesbi- a charming lesbian couple showed up recently. All right. Caroline and Rose to hawk their new stick-on wall sconces. Okay. All right. It's your last <laughs> chance to see Harmony on Broadway, the musical from Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman about the 1930s a cappella German group, the Comedian Harmonists who were immensely popular until Hitler came along. It closes on February the 4th. And then there's also... This is why uh, Barry Manilow was on The View recently, trying to rescue it in its last days. And um, uh, there's a play coming, or musical coming, called Suffs, about (laughs) suffragettes. Shana Taubes. Suffragists. Suffragists. Okay, well, they call, that's the phrase they use. Yeah. Uh, it starts previews March 26th, starring Taub as Alice Paul, Nikki James as Ida B. Wells, and out Jenna uh, Colella as Carrie Chapman Cat. President Wilson will be portrayed by Grace McLean. Uh, Hillary Clinton is a producer. But the most important event of the year, the most important Feud, Capote versus the Swans on FX and Hulu, the latest Ryan Murphy production. This is an all-star cast uh, that is based on the Truman Capote. Who they got there? Naomi Watts and Diane Lane and... Chloe Sevigny, Callista Flockhart, Molly Ringwald. It's, it's an incredible cast of all these actresses portraying, like, Babe Paley and all the... And Tom Hollander is playing Capote? Uh, maybe. I saw his name there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the first feud series was Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. Fantastic. Famous feud. Fantastic series. And this one is also going to be fantastic. And it starts... Uh, uh, January 31st, next Wednesday, uh, on FX and repeats uh, and then well, runs on Hulu. Well, these were the society women that yes. he courted and lunched with. And then he wrote a book called Answered Prayers, where he uh, destroyed just... all his relationships exactly. with them by what he wrote about them. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a much anticipated event. And uh, I, if it's half as good as we all think it will be. Fabulous. Coming to Apple TV Plus is a 10-part series on designer Christian Dior called The New Look. Dior, who was gay, uh, designed right through Occupied Paris and managed to come out as a top fashion designer. Uh, The series focuses on his competition with Coco Chanel, who was a Nazi collaborator, played by Juliette Binoche. Uh, Dior is played by Ben Mendelsohn. Glenn Close co-stars as Harper's Bazaar editor, Carmel Snow. That's 
February 14th on Apple TV+. Right. Plus. All right. And uh, a couple of fun things that happened in the last week. Uh, one of them in L.A., <laughs> a well-known drag queen was on uh, stage at an event celebrating the Abbey Bar, which was changing ownership, has yes. changed ownership. This is Elizabeth Taylor's favorite bar. She used to hang out there. It's a very famous and popular gay bar that celebrity. It's the kind of place celebrities like to go. So uh, uh, this uh, drag queen was impersonating well, Jennifer Lopez. The drag Lopez. artist is Joe Lopez. Joe Lopez, yes, impersonating Jennifer Lopez and doing a number. Her new number, J-Lo's new number, when who should appear from behind the curtain but the real J-Lo, two feet shorter, but very attractive. So Joe Lopez proclaimed, I met mother. <laughs> she was promoting uh, her album, This Is Me. Um, but she uh, J-Lo was also there to honor the founder and former owner, David Cooley, who yep. sold it after 33 years to the founder of Mr., the largest provider of telemedicine, to people with HIV. Yeah. And, and uh, the biggest event on TV rec- uh, this week was Saturday Night Live with Renee Rapp as the musical uh, guest, not the host. That was Jacob Elordi. The, the beauteous Jacob Elordi. Well, the beauteous Renee Rapp, who you may or may not remember from, uh, the, from the new Mean Girls movie, and she also was in Mean Girls on Broadway. Yeah. And my favorite, Sex Lives of College Girls, which is uh, which was a wonderful series, which is going to have another season on Netflix or one of the streaming services. And she was introduced by Rachel McAdams. Who played the original Mean Girls role in the original Mean Girls movie. And uh, Renee Rapp did a number of skits, uh, even though she was a musical guest and did two numbers. And... Her second number was uh, her song called Not My Fault, which is a very uh, out lesbian song. Renee Rapp is a lesbian or bi or whatever, queer. And who should show up in the middle of that song but another uh, bi-identified star, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. And they made quite a couple singing together. We are everywhere. Thanks for being with us.